Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you like this show, you gotta give us a five-star review. I've been begging for it. We don't have enough of them. Come on, get on it. And as always, we talk judging and MMA. So make sure you read the scoring criteria. Best way to find it is heading to Google. And typing in ABC MMA scoring criteria should be the first link that pops up. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you'll note that it's a little different than the way we usually reference how to find the ABC scoring criteria because, well, Dan finally realized that there's not an easy way to achieve that mission by going to the ABC website. It is, it is. If you go to the abcboxing.com website, it's difficult to find the actual scoring criteria. And you need to, if you just Google it, it's the first result that comes That's up. That's always what I do. I, and that really is how the way I did it. I always just Googled it. So if you've been looking for it and calling us fools because I've been telling you to go to ABC Boxing and get it, and I apologize. To be fair, if they've been calling us fools, you know, we don't, they know how to reach us. That's true, too. It's on them. You know what? <laughs> if you've been doing it wrong, shame on you. <laughs> it's on you. It's probably a big joke. Like, oh, look at this idiot. He doesn't even know how to find it. <laughs> what a dummy this is, this, this is the hardest the way to, to find go. it yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna correct them to be fair it should be easier to find yeah it should be. it should it should be findable period yes it at least not. it is it is well it is through google yeah but that's not the point yeah <laughs> and also it and i think we've pointed this out before it is also a link to the 2016 approved version of the criteria which largely is intact but there have been Small changes over time. I, I will add that this, the one that I'm actually looking at, the file name is 2017. So it is, but it says it was approved oh, okay. in, I believe, August. 2016. Yeah, yeah, approved August 2nd, 2016. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So just, you know, it, it didn't go into full effect until 2017. Okay. Having said that, I've heard that it was, you know, maybe like soft launched, basically the moment it was approved, and and even to some degree was being utilized before that yeah possibly this is buried because they got that that new language that's supposed to come out right new version but they've changed no. it since then like it, it, uh, it changed like it was i want to say it was like 2019 was it was somewhere in the okay. time range where they had taken out the well which we're going to talk about in a little bit uh the some, some minor changes to the 10-7 okay but uh speaking of 10-7 that's that is actually our theme for this episode because we still do not have live fights that we're going to go over there were there was live MMA this past weekend. Not a whole lot of it. It was there was an LFA card. Yes. Um. You said you watched that. I right? watched. Um. I didn't go watch too much. Of I that. watched one of the fights. Uh. Poor kid had a tap because his rib got popped. I did. Uh, see he was in agony. Yeah. That was. I was like, wow. He, that hurts a lot. I bet. Well, I mean, a rib injury is pretty tough. Yeah. He's like, it hurts to breathe. Well, I imagine it was probably was like, pushing oh in God. on his lung. I yeah. Was like, that this guy. This kid is miserable right now. Yeah. I would not want to be him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And there were, I think there was only like four rounds scored in that whole card anyway. When I was looking at oh, yeah. it, I, you know, none I of did, them were decision. I caught the main event too, how how it ended. That I didn't pretty, see that. Yeah, I think it was a TKO. Okay, but uh, yeah, so we're not we're not going to be going over LFA. We don't have the scorecards. Uh, LFA does not put theirs out, and uh, Arizona has not posted them. I don't expect they will. Maybe I'll reach out and see if they they would be happy to share. We'll see. But Ed Soros won't give them to you. 
I guess I didn't reach directly out to Ed Soares, oh, but okay. I reached out to uh, a media liaison for LFA. Okay. And I asked, hey, do you guys share the scorecards? And he said, we do not. And okay. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got the sense it was like a, we do not and we're not going to. Okay. <laughs> Just don't bother. So I was like, all right, whatever. Um, but nonetheless, that's not our focus anyway. Our focus is on 10 sevens. And before we get into that directly, all I want to say is it has been... Just an awful week in in the mixed martial arts world. Um, starting off with the video link sh- or the video showing uh, Dana White slapping his wife several times. Uh, terrible look. No repercussions. Apparently, we got slap fighting pushed back a week. Uh, unfortunate losses and 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 people doing awful things in terms of uh, Phil Baroni has now been arrested in Mexico for allegedly murdering his girlfriend brutally. So. Uh, the loss of uh, just a, just a way too soon loss in in mixed martial arts from the Lee family. Victoria Lee, the youngest sister of uh, Angela Lee and Christian Lee, eighteen years old. Just terrible, terrible things happening in mixed martial arts right now. I have plenty of thoughts on those on social media. We'll isolate those to there, and we'll focus more on the uh, the rounds today, Dan. Yeah, bad start to twenty twenty three. Bad start, horrible start. Um, you would think it can only go up from here, but God knows. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're we're actually going to be diving way back into the past for a lot of this. I mean, I say way back. We're we're talking about you know last yeah, you several know what, years. The, the one that one fight that we're going to talk about, I didn't realize it was only in 2019. I thought it was longer ago than that. Okay, but also time seems to be going further and further away, and it feels so far so far back, and it's really not that back. You know, what's funny is every second that passes, time does get further away. Yeah, the past, the past keeps moving backward that way. Okay. Do you, We'll do, we'll do, you know, theoretical physics and all the other okay. stuff later. Uh, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson will be joining us later. You think he's that. a fight fan? I think, yeah. I doubt it. Not that he's a fan, but I, I think he probably has some interesting takes on it, like physics-wise. You know, the, did you did you and see, by the way, the, type stuff. did you see that on Friday night there was actual other fights on too, Dan? If you turned on C-SPAN, there was, there was some... There, there was some fight, Friday night fights was, was going on. Yeah, the, I didn't... I saw, I saw some, like, uh, some clips... Of it, like like goofy clips. Yeah, it was, it was whatever. Bunch of old, crazy like, people. It's like if you want people to, I mean, just start fighting in Congress. <laughs> like fist, Congress fights every Friday, or at least every two years on January sixth. There should just be torp, stupid things happening in that building. Anyway, we are not focused on that. We are focused on ten seven rounds. The big day for ten sevens is today, and we thought it was time. It's it's been what three years now we've been doing this show almost almost exactly three years that we've been doing this show we haven't had a themed ish episode on ten sevens I think we're due there's some clothes on that rack that haven't been removed in those three years from the hook that the the hanger that they're currently yeah, on. yeah Dan Dan is uh, gesturing over to because you guys can't see uh we, we when we record in uh, the Couchside Judges Studio uh, we're recording next to some of Dan's wardrobe that just sits on an open rack. And uh, yeah, it's most. I I don't think you've moved any of these clothes. I think they've all sat in the same place. You don't wear that. that you don't Ken wear that Griffey. Broncos jersey. You don't wear that Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr. jersey is one I would like to wear. I just haven't. Okay, then do it. That's a T.O. jersey on the Bengals. Oh, that's. I thought it was a Broncos jersey. <laughs> no, that's oh, a T.O. Okay. jersey. Why would you buy a T.O. jersey? Because I thought the Bronco uh, Bengals had cool colors, and I like T.O. All right, look. One of us has ADHD and it's not used. Let's focus. All okay. right. Yeah. This is. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort, sir. Yeah. Anyway. We are here for 10 sevens and because it's time, I think we also have to kind of update people on the fact that we were 
at the ABC training course over last summer. We both passed. Yes. Blessedly. We did. Through hard work, paying attention, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. But we learned in the process how judges are taught to evaluate 10-7 rounds. We'll talk about that in a moment, but first, why don't you, Dan, read the criteria, the, spe- the particular section, and again, we're working off of the old document, the one that was approved in 2016 and enacted in 2017. Uh, why don't you just read that 10-7 section, which is not very long. Yeah, it's eight lines. Uh, 10-7 round, it starts with a quote. A 10-7 round in MMA is when a fighter completely overwhelms their opponent in effective striking and or grappling, and stoppage is warranted. A 10-7 round in MMA is a score that judges will rarely give. It takes both overwhelming dominance of a round, but also significant impact that, at times, cause the judge to consider that the fight could be stopped. Judges shall look for multiple impactful blows or knockdowns that diminish the fighter and or grappling maneuvers that place the fighter in dominant situations with impact being inflicted that visibly diminishes the fighter's ability to compete. That's it. That is it. And that's more or less, like, that's similarly in line with what we were more or less taught with the ABC class. But one thing that was particularly noted in the class was that they're looking for overwhelming damage, overwhelming dominance, overwhelming durability, right? Yes. They want all three Ds and all the overwhelming variety. They're all all three ODs. Yeah. We're not talking about the drug variety. Yeah, just overly... Dominant, overly damaging, overly over during, <laughs> over, overly durationing. Yeah. Not a word, sir. Yeah, I know. It's a good try. It's a good try. Well, I got the first two, and I said, "Oh, what do I go with this one?" <laughs> yeah, back into a corner there. Uh, so the way that we're going to look at these rounds today is is through that lens. It's it's we're looking for overwhelming of all three. That's in our ter- interpretation of what that means. That may mean something different to another judge. It may even be flawed because again, we're not actual judges, right? And who really knows what a 10-7 round is when you see it because there are just so few of these freaking things. Yeah. Just, there's not a whole lot to We have 5 in all from the UFC the last 6 years that we know about. And I'm, you know, I'm working hard to try and dig up more information on on, you know, rounds that maybe we just aren't aware of and that kind of thing, but at this point, there are 5 known rounds and that is it. I've not heard wind that there are other ones out there. I would guess in the last 6 years that in the UFC there are not. We already know about all 5. That's my guess. Maybe I'm wrong. I do know of uh, a a Cage Warriors round that w- that received 1-10-7. We're not going to get into that one, though. We're, we're kind of isolating specifically to UFC because people will probably be a little more familiar with those rounds, I think, okay. is the best way to do it here. Um, but what we also did was we pulled from unanimous 10-8 rounds. So rounds that all three judges sat there and said, yeah, that's, that's a 10-8 for sure. Because we're thinking, okay, at the very least, those are probably the most lopsided rounds outside of a 10-7 potential, right? Mm-hmm. So I did some digging, looked up, you know, maybe some statistics and things like that to kind of help guide me and focus on what rounds I should try to watch. Because there were, I think I got like a pool of like 130 rounds to, to look at with these unanimous 10 eights over the last yeah, six there's, years. Yeah, there's quite a bit in there. There was way too many for, for us to realistically watch. Well, you tried time. your hardest. I mean, I did. I, I watched <laughs> I watched 41 of these rounds. Well, that's not true. I watched 41 rounds counting the 5, 10, 7. I watched 41 right, rounds. Right. You ended up watching well, close to 20, I think. You didn't quite get as many as me. I did all the ones you highlighted. Yes. Um, which, are we, which we're going to be talking about today. Which to, I'm going to say this. I didn't know that you actually highlighted these. I just thought you bolded them. So I just went to ones that were bolded. Well, I sort of so bolded like, the ones that oh. I was like, I 
I thought were worth watching. Okay. For me. That's where I started. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. You didn't do anything wrong in yeah. that sense, but ultimately, yeah, the ones that were highlighted were the ones that I kind of already decided for, uh, you know, for us that, hey, we should probably look at these. And I've left it open to the ad mm-hmm. if you happen to see any, but uh, I don't believe you actually saw anything that kind of we were like, oh, you know, this one might be worth adding to. I think we were pretty much working off of a good list. We got some some helpful tips from some judges uh, who, you know, of course, have seen so many of these rounds. Yeah. Kind of pointed us in the direction of a couple that, hey, they might be at least worth revisiting mm-hmm. for this show, whether we, we had already watched them or not. Um, so what we ended up with was a list of five 10-7 rounds, of course, ones that actually received a 10-7 score. Now, mind you, none of these have received more than one 10-7 on the round anyway. I got a question. Yeah, what's up? I know you've probably told me this before. I probably asked you. There's no round unanimous 10-7. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, if if there is, it probably predates this. I would say it definitely predates this. And I wouldn't know what that would be. Okay. So when we say in the language, these, these are rarely given. I mean, that's the understatement of the year. Mm-hmm. These are these are once in a in every couple years one person might actually try to do it. That's how insanely high the bar is. And then granted, because we're working off of the interpretation of overwhelming damage, overwhelming dominance, overwhelming duration, that bar is insanely high. It's, it's so we're high trying to keep across. the high bar when we look these over too. But yeah, so we have five that did receive a 10-7 score from one judge. And then we have, I believe the number ended up being eight 10 7 10 unanimous 10 8 rounds that we said hey why don't we give these a second look and see mm-hmm. if they have it one three four i'm counting right now five six seven eight nine ten eleven actually we have 11 extra rounds yeah that's a lot for us but we're not going to be going as deep into it's a not lot a typical of contested rounds. round this is not contested rounds this is yeah. a little different um i'll probably it'll probably still be a, a meaty episode and hopefully you're yeah. up for that i hope you guys enjoy this one because we're not, it's not like we can do more of these. Yeah, not gonna settle be, in. This, you're going to have to wait another 10, 15 years to get enough 10, 7 rounds to look at. So Go around the block a few more times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we got a long one here. I think we've established kind of what we're doing here. And uh, yeah, why don't, why don't we get into it? And yeah. I, I believe what we ought to do, hope you agree, we should start with the ones that actually got the 10, 7. Yeah, let's, let's, hit, let's hit the 10, 7. We're going to hit them in alpha, not alphabetical order, uh, chronological order of when they were given... I'll tell you the event, I'll tell you the date, and I'll tell you where. Just so you kind of have a rough idea here, right? And the first one that we know of that was given after the changes in criteria was at UFC 215, September 9, 2017, in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Ricky Glenn got the unanimous decision win over Gavin Tucker. Scores of 30-25, 30-24, and then all of the other way, uh, 29-27. That's wild. We're not getting into <laughs> contested here. So we're not going there, but let's focus in on this third round where all the judges thought it was at least a 10-8, but one judge gave a 10-7. Why don't we just kind of give give a, a briefer overview than we usually do for what happened in this round? Yeah, I, I mean, what an absolute beatdown. Uh, the first minute Glenn for, is- For Ricky Glenn, yeah. Yeah, Ricky Glenn, the first minute he's just bullying Gavin Tucker on the feet, clinching, landing knees to the body and head, good elbows to the head, and then Tucker basically pulls side control. Uh, just Good move. Kind of just flops to his back. I don't know if it was a, it was a failed lateral drop or whatever. I don't know. But he ends up inside control and just gets beat up for the rest of the round. Here and there, he'd entangle the legs. Like, hey, I'm going to lock your, your leg up. But uh, 
he really, he just got pummeled. It was overwhelming damage. And Glenn is postured too. I mean, he's on the ground. He's kind of just standing up where, where T- Tucker's just down. Yeah. So yeah, he was punching him in the face. So it's not even just like he's sitting there in guard. He's, he's like way up there. He can get the hips way into it if he wants. <laughs> it's, it's not, it, it's, he was beating the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Overwhelming damage, dominance, and duration. The entire round, he beat him up. I uh, dug to the body and head. Final like 15 seconds, Tucker stands up. And he can barely walk. He's just wobbling all over the place. And then eats a front kick to the face. Like two seconds before the buzzer goes off. I think 10-7 for sure. This is 10-7 definitely warranted here. I felt like so. this was a 10-7. I felt this I felt like this among all the fights that I rounds that I ended up watching. This was one of the most dominant. This is one of the most dominant rounds that I think has ever happened in the UFC. This that was... actually made it to the horn. Because obviously we have some that yeah. stopped a little early, right? That there that's the thing. I think a lot of people sometimes when they think back to dominant fights, they think of fights where, oh my god, somebody was like just destroying them. But they kind of forget that, oh, there was the finish in that round, you know? Yeah. And so no one scored it. Here we actually get to score it, so that's why we know. Um yeah, this was this was heavy on on the overwhelming dominance, damage, and duration. Overwhelming in all three facets here. I think it's probably the most. Um, it it really might be the most no brainer ten seven that we're it's, gonna talk it's, about here. It's a sh- really I think it really might be. really strong. Yeah. So um so yeah I I agree with you. I have the ten seven. So do you. And so did Sal D'Amato. He is the one who gave this round a ten seven for Glenn. Uh, judges Sean Gerke, and I hope I'm saying that right, and Dave Hagen. They had this one as an eight. I don't remember if I said this before. I'm going to say it now. I will have, I, I I cannot criticize an official for not giving the seven because who would recognize it? If well, they ever apparently, saw it? at this point, it's unheard of. Yeah, I mean, Technically. exactly unheard of. I, mean, I think there, I think there have been ten seven scores before. It just was very hyper rare. Just like it, it still is, is hyper yeah, rare. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, um. Yeah, it, it's not quite unprecedented. It was pretty, pretty darn close. So yeah, I, that this is not a critique on on judges Gerke and Hagen for not giving the seven, but they were the ones who didn't. And mm-hmm. and I do think this is if we had established at the time like this is a seven, use as a benchmark. Remember this. I think that would have been good. Well, here's the thing: if you said this is the benchmark for a seven, or maybe, not the only benchmark, oh. but like let's let's say this is like a solid one, like okay. real good. This is a, like this is this is a strong ten seven. Yeah, say. I th- I think because so. like you can't set the bar at this because that would be sure. crazy hard no, to no, surpass no. Well, without killing, is, without yeah. killing the guy. So <laughs> that's true. Um, although there, are, there's one round today where we're gonna, you know, talk about it. It almost looked like somebody was trying to allow that to happen. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we'll get to that later. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, so I think this is a seven, man. I feel good about it. Yes, really good. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> still, still can't believe there was a 29-27 here when it's 30-25 <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, maybe we'll have to look at that round one day or that fight. <laughs> that is wild. I, if that happened today, I mean, the the outcry of of judging uh you know oh judging's awful it's worse than ever anyway um moving on now though to our next time that we saw it and it really wasn't that much later about a month and a half later we got another one mm-hmm. so it almost became a regular occurrence here uh it was at usc fight night Saroni versus till so a lot has changed these were these were names that you'd headline uh, a fight night with uh, on october se- october 21 2017 in gdansk poland this fight between Josh Emmett and Felipe Arantes. This also went the distance. 30-26 twice and a 30-25. So the split here is really about this round one we're going to talk about. That Emmett just goes bonkers. What's happening? Yeah, Emmett's throwing heavy punches. And when he lands, Arantes is 
kind of just falling to the floor. It's like almost every time he yeah. gets hit, he's just falling. It, it's weird because they don't really look like knockdowns, but he's getting knocked down. Oh, he's absolutely I, getting knocked, and some of them really are. Like, I think he sent him to the mat four times. Yeah, but only two seem to be like solid. Like the, the other later two, two, other two sort of like he's kind of maybe playing possum. Just they he, were talking about that. Yeah. He wants to be on the ground. Hopefully. And this is the easiest way for him to get it there. <laughs> Pretend you're hurt and flop around. I I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> you imagine his strategy. He goes out there and tells Emmett, "I want you to hit me yeah. as hard as you can." <laughs> well, yeah, Emmett obliged. He had yeah, no issues there. Uh, but later in the round, Emmett is hitting him with big shots, and definitely the the final, the second half of knockdowns, the final two ones, uh, were strong. Mm-hmm. I think we're definitely at a ten eight. I oh yeah, don't. No question. I don't really have any of the D's in the overwhelming variety, uh, or over, not not really strongly overwhelming. If that if there's can you be a double adjective? You for can, it? Look, so, you can describe things with as many adjectives as you yeah. want. Like the you know the quick brown fox is two there. Like em, like there's that like towards the end of the round, Emmett's cracking him in the face, and and he doesn't go down from the one, and it's like wow, that hurt. I know that hurt. Yeah. Uh I, I can I say this though I do yeah. think I actually think there is overwhelming dominance here I think there's just a total oh, outclassing I, okay. in the striking department he, here because I would agree he, that. he is I mean the fact that he's getting knocked down this many times I think shows just how out of it he was he was for uh, Felipe Arantes isn't doing anything to threaten in the right, in yeah, the striking he department had, he is thoroughly outclassed he in definitely, that so, and, and I would say that it did point. happen for the duration of the round too because he is landing these like almost consistently these knockdowns. It's pretty yeah. wild. He doesn't land a lot of punches. It's, it's kind of a low output, but every time he does, they're hyper effective uh, in that sense. But yeah, damage is where I question it. Like, how badly hurt is he every time? Is he is he a diminished fighter? I I don't know. Toward the, I I would say like a heavily diminished fighter. He's probably heavily, diminished, but yeah, yeah, heavily no. I don't think so. I think that the problem for me is that the, there's just not quite the damage, which feels like the most important one. It, it always, it Dam- always, damage it always be. seems to be damage. It should be, especially by modern standards, right? Mm-hmm. If if it's not like, oh man, he's he's looking like maybe it ought to be. Not that you want to have the bar be that the referee should step in, even though language has said that in the past. It's not. I believe that language has been removed. It has. I just read yeah. it. Yeah, it has been removed. So, um, no, no, it hasn't been removed. No, no, from the well, one I just the read. old one. I, oh, okay. Since then, I believe it has been removed. Is what I'm saying. But that hasn't been published. No, it's, I mean we don't have access to it. Some it is somewhere. Somebody has it. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying. It. But yes, you're right. It's not. It's not anywhere that people can actually find. You're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the damage is really just in the 10-8, like solid 10-8 character, because as much as he's getting knocked down, he just, he doesn't seem like, you're not worried about him, you know, in any way. Yeah, here this is around where I'd be worried if you scored it a 10-9. Like, well, really? sure. That that's that would just be insane. So It, it feels like a, a very solid, yeah. strong 10-8, but not quite the 7 level to me. You agree? Yeah, I agree. And uh, so we agreed with the majority here being Ben Cartledge, and uh, I'm going to say this wrong because I'm terrible with Polish names, but Maciej Modaluski. I'm so bad with Polish names, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna my uh, my brother-in-law's girlfriend is Polish. I'm going to start I'm gonna asking say her how to say some of these I think the name is Maciej. All right. We'll, we'll go with Maciej we'll Modaluski. Yeah. So those two, we agreed with them. Uh, ben Cartledge, we, we've got that one down. We know how to say that one. I got that we one. We learned that one. Uh, Paul Sutherland was the one uh, got who that gave one this. Uh, yeah, that's not too hard either. He gave the 10-7 to Emmett. And again, I'm not I'm not necessarily sitting here saying, oh, he shouldn't have given it. 
It's just that I think based on our understanding of what they're, they're looking for, this may not have been it. I'm fine with it, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm okay with so, it, but I also just based on what we learned, it doesn't seem like the way I would pull it. Okay. You know? Fair. Yeah. This is, I'm not criticizing any officials here for these at all. That's not what we're doing. Um, the next one, though, we got to move on to another that happened, uh, I guess, Technically, Moscow, Russia is in Europe, right? Uh, UFC Fight Night, Hunt versus Olenek, September 15, 2018. So we're moving uh, a year ahead. And uh, Khalid Mirzasaliev got the win over CB Dalloway after round two. It was a TKO referee stoppage. Round two, like, oh, it's weird in itself. This is, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these, yeah. we can get into that too. We'll, we'll get into that. Let's talk about round two. What's what's happening here? Because this is a weird one. Really? It's a really, really weird round. Weird round. Uh, very competitive for like three and a half minutes of the round. Mertens' Leov lands a nice spin kick to the body. They have a bunch of back and forth grappling exchanges uh, with, you know, CB being, you know, getting the advantage. The Mertens' Leov uh, countering, ended up in mount, sweeps. Uh, and then Dalloway locks in an anaconda, and it looks pretty tight. But, you know, Mertens' Leov, uh, Mertens' Leov. Mertens' Leov. Yeah, he, I uh... <laughs> He's a belt he, now, I think. Okay. He uh he escapes, gets to mount, lands some strikes. It's really just a 10-9 until about 50 seconds left in the round. Yep. From here, he just starts teeing off on Dalloway, and Dalloway is just exhausted, covering his head, eating shots, a bunch of heavy ones. It's a weird round. I understand a seven, but I just don't think I have the overwhelming duration. I think for sure we have overwhelming damage. Is there overwhelming dominance? I, I don't even know that there's overwhelming know. dominance is the weird thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if we have overwhelming because, dominance. Because there's a point in this round where you could almost start toying with the idea of it being eight or nine for Dalloway. Toying with it. Yeah. I'm not saying it gets there, but we're starting to think about it because he's getting to that point where he's got the anaconda. That anaconda looked good. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, like when we're If you're watching it live and you don't know what's happening later, you're starting to head in that direction rather than the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that final fifty seconds is uh, the, the wheels come off the entire round. Right. Well, I, mean, so. I think it. I think it still flips very quickly mm -hmm. over to Mertesley once he gets into mount and you know basically for the for the from minute yeah. three through with three minutes to go through like one minute to go that like middle period there he definitely takes the round back mm -hmm. into his control like and yeah he's it's probably more like a like a nine for him just because there was like yeah. the other way but yeah man it it just craters. For Dalloway in this final minute, he is just getting destroyed. And and for 20 seconds, it really looks like Herb Dean ought to stop this. So thing. I agree with that for the final 10 seconds. Because the first 20 seconds, it's like, oh, wow, he's actually kind of blocking these shots, even though I'm sure his bell's he, still getting rung. But is this intelligent defense? Oh, no, not at all. No. Not then, at all. Then you can stop Not at it. all. It's the final 10 seconds where it's like CB's gas tank is completely depleted. Right. He's just laying there. Waiting for the bell mm -hmm. to ring, or Herb Dean to mercifully stop it. Yeah, and he and was not okay when that when, no. when the bell ended. And granted, the judges cannot sit there, or not, they're not supposed to do that, where they sit there and observe for a while. Hey, how's this guy doing? Yeah, the round ends. You're kind of supposed to write your score down, right? And I'm not. I I don't think any of the judges did that here. I, I think these are yeah, these yeah. are good judges. Uh, I wouldn't expect that. But the point being. That people need to understand if they're sitting at home. That's the process, right? Yeah. And if you if you're not familiar, that is the process. You evaluate even just that final minute to to literally the horn. 
it, I mean, it skyrockets from a nine to at least a borderline seven that I think we're talking about here, mm-hmm. right? And this might be, I don't even know if the damage was higher in any round we're going to talk about today than in this round. This might be the most overwhelming damage of any round that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Debatable? Debatable? Debatable. Okay, okay. Debatable. We can get to, well, you can tell me why later. Yeah. But I, I would po- I would put this one forward at least for now. You can you can push back if we get to another one. But um, the point being, I think I can see this. The, the D for damage, obviously, is the strongest one. Yeah. But the fact that it's missing those other two, based on the way we were taught, I don't think I would give the eight. And I think that's a a functional problem of the criteria. If if that if that is what it would be. Yeah, right? that, that I have some thoughts. If on that's that, what yeah. it would be. Yeah, I have. Yeah, then there. then I feel like what it should be is just allow for something like that to mm-hmm. be a clear ten seven. Yeah, that's just that's what it should be, and it, it should be much easier to figure that out. Um, so yeah, the judge who, by the way, scored the ten seven was Ben Cartledge, mm-hmm. uh, who, I mean, let's face it, we have a lot of respect for uh, Judge Cartledge here. Disagreeing with him once again, it is in no way an indictment. It's just the way we're we have the way we figured been, out to interpret this kind of thing. The right way now. we we've been taught and the way. We want things to be are, are different. Very different. So Very different things. we're happy to see the 10-7. So we ended up, again, we were on the eight side here, siding with uh, judges David Leatherby and Maria Makmutova. So that, I think, probably puts a book in here on, on this round, right? I don't think I have yeah, any yeah, more to add, yeah. right? We've got plenty more uh, rounds to get to here. So let's move on to our fourth of five uh, actual 10-7s at UFC 231. We're back at the pay-per-view section here, but a little more than a year later. December 8th, 2018 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Max Blessed Holloway put on a clinic on Brian Ortega, especially in round four, after which the doctor stopped it. So this is our second round in a row we're talking about that was stopped. The fight was stopped between rounds uh, because of the state of the fighter. Thankfully. Thank- Blessedly. Yeah, uh-huh. look, at See what did there? look at you. See what I did there? <laughs> That's his, that's his nickname. <laughs> anyway, round four is what we're talking about here because Max Holloway was just so dominant. So what was so dominant about this? Oh, uh, well, let's just start. This entire round is an outclassing in boxing. It's a boxing round for 97% of it. He- heavy, heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Max just punches him in the face and the body so many times for the entire five minutes. Ex- and it's like all standing, too. Except for like the five seconds where... Max was toying with the idea of, of dropping for a guillotine. He had him in a front mm-hmm. head lock. He's like, do I choke him here? No, nah, I'm just going to keep smashing him. Uh, Ortega's face is an absolute mess, and he's just too tough for his own good. He stayed on his feet. Basically, he didn't get knocked down. I don't recall Max actually knocking him down. Um, maybe that one that buckled him a little bit, where Ortega kind of turned it no, into he, a l- shot. The UFC stats do not uh, count okay. any knockdowns. That doesn't... Look, the yeah, UFC well, stats have their thresholds. We see what we see, right? Yeah, so he 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 does hit him good, and it kind of like buckles him a little bit, and then Ortega kind of turns it into a double leg that goes nowhere, except for Max ending up in mount in the final couple seconds of the round, punching him in the face more and more times. Do you want to know how many how many uh, significant strikes and then total strikes <laughs> yeah, that me. they land? But give me give me a number on significant. Significant. It's not much different for the total, uh, but just just go with significant. I think Max had three digits this round. He did, but one hundred and five, one hundred thirty-four. Wow. He landed one hundred thirty-four significant by UFC standard strikes. One hundred forty-one total. He, every shot was so hard. <laughs> this was this was such an outclassing that Max took a couple seconds to tell Ortega how to defend it. It was in the middle of it. Yeah, in the middle wild. of a fight, he's telling him how to stop him from hitting him. It was it was. I think you got overwhelming everything here. 
Um, and it's not like Ortega wasn't throwing back. Yeah, it's just I mean, every he's time throwing, he, th- he's not there. he threw it back in Max, it didn't affect him at all. It, this was, I think this is all three D's overwhelming variety, 10-7. I agree. And, and also, I should point out, this is the only... 10 potential 10 7 round or actual 10 7 round that we're talking about correct me if i'm wrong that is all stand up like all stand up it never goes to the ground for any reason There's well no this it ends up or... it ends up in the ground cuz max ends true. up in in mount and then ortega does that crazy thing where he throws his legs all the way back to wrap his legs like in reverse guard and attack a leg and then Max is like, give me my leg back. This is stupid, and just punch him in the face again. That's right. And and and, and actually, there is another round. I, I I am speaking a little out of turn on this, but it's a very it's one of the very rare rounds that is almost entirely striking, is what I should say. Okay. Because a lot of these that we're going to talk about end mm-hmm. up at the ground for one reason or another, yeah. and and oftentimes it's that's why it ends up being mm-hmm. so dominant. But this is this is a different type of round, and I'm with you. This is a ten seven. It, if this isn't a 10-7 round, what is? is? This is the question. Like When you're talking about striking specifically, what more are you looking Does he have to knock him down? I don't think knocking down is as important as hurting them. If they're standing up and they're hurt, but you knock them down and they're not as hurt, yeah. I, I don't care. Like It's it's the optics versus the actual effect, right? We're t- when we're talking about judging, we're talking about effect. Yes, we're not talking yes, about yes. the way it looks. It's the effect of the... And, if someone is knocked, like Felipe Arantes is knocked down several times, four times, two of those, we don't think he's that hurt at all. Exactly. But I would say, right. yeah, there's different, say Brian different Ortega, Brian Ortega is hurt way more terribly throughout this round than Felipe Arantes is at any point against Josh Emmett. Right. So I feel really strongly about this one being what should be a 10-7 based on, again, our understanding of it, overwhelming damage, dominance, and duration, all three. So I'm yeah. with Sal D'Amato here. This is his second yeah. 10-7 that he actually put forth, right? This is um this is the round I wanted to push it back against as most damaging. I see. Okay. I, I... because here's here's my point. I, th- I okay. think I think a lot of Dalloway's what it appeared to be can be attributed to just being completely gassed. I guess that's exhausted. possible. I guess it's possible. But think about it like this: if they're put this fight in a real world setting here, right? If we're mm-hmm. in the position where CB Dalloway is lying there and getting punched. Who's closer to dying? He's gonna die. Yeah. You know. I guess. What I, mean? I, like, I, 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 mean, I know. I know. That's like yeah. a weird bar. And a very morbid, I, especially with the context of what we're talking about this week. But um, it's it's kind of the the, the real world application yeah. that you can kind of make to it, and that's why I do think, yeah, he, okay. he was he was more damaged here. I think it, it damaged and diminished. I think that kind of all diminished. I got you know. I think that does go hand in hand. Maybe okay. it, perhaps my interpretation of that is incorrect, and you know, any officials listening, set me straight yeah. if you need to. That but, helps me get to some, when, when we discuss later. Because diminishment, it, diminished is is a very clearly their portion of the criteria. Can we? Right? Can we? I don't want to get that into that section yet because we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. But I'd rather don't add. Put the cart before the horse, sir. Dis- diminishment as its own D, possibly. How many Ds you want to put in here? I want to get rid of duration, but let's, I got a uh, D for you right here. So whoa. <laughs> Come on, Scott. We're a kids show. It's a kid, yeah, it's a kids show. That's right. My children, my children listen to this at school. Uh, <laughs> on the way to school, I make them listen to every episode, and then they always give it a five star review. Thank you. I'm glad someone is. My kids are seven and five, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I should note the the other two judges, uh, local Canadian judges, David Tarian and uh, Doctor Gregory Jackson, not Greg Jackson of. Uh, New Mexico. Scott, you know what? I want to point out real quick. What do you want to point that out? I don't know if if you noticed this or not. Mm. All these 10-7s 
happened outside of the U.S. I was going to point that out. Okay. Uh, you, you beat me to it. Good job, sir. Yes, I'm... every every time that there has been a known 10-7, at least in the modern criteria era, it has occurred outside of the United States of America. No, no American commissions have had that. And I look, I'm not saying that that's on purpose. I think a lot of the fights we're actually going to be talking about are just outside of the country. They're in different places. Not all of them. Could just be coincidence. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it is coincidence. But I do wonder because commissions can be a little different in the United States in particular about this. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if there is a degree of even if it's in the back of a judge's mind, is it don't pull the seven because we're not, you know, the, the commissions aren't going to be you know in in favor of it i'm not saying even any judge would think that but is it there i don't know i'm just positing that as a potential mm-hmm. thing there because there, you know, com- some commissions do not like them you know they're they, mm-hmm. they're especially now we've seen some commissions have uh pushed back on the idea that 10 h should be given in certain situations right so how do they feel about 10 sevens i do not know this is just food for thought i'll leave it there yeah we still got one more we do have one more. The final known 10-7 round from a UFC fight the last six years or so. Uh, at UFC on ESPN, Cater versus Ige. This was the first one that happened on our watch as a as a program. July 16, 2020. The first Fight Island event at Abu Dhabi United Arab Emirates. Where everyone fell in love with Shemaev. Everyone learned who Boris Hamza Shemaev was. When he went there and just destroyed John Phillips with a second round submission by a Brabo choke. Round Bravo. one. Bravo. Bravo. I always say it wrong. I always say it wrong, dude. And it's just a Dars. I know. <laughs> it's weird how, how sometimes There's... they're called Darses and others kind of call Bravo. I, I am not the expert in, in so. where you classify one submission or another. You, you Jamie, I would defer to Jamie anyway. explained it one time. Yeah. It's just, uh, there was at Henzo's. Jamie Cruz, our yeah, professor. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a guy named Bravo who just used it and called it. Bravo, All right. or something like that, or maybe maybe Darce Joe Darce was the one hitting well, it. Darce is a person, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think there's a Bravo. That's why. Okay, so I, I got that mixed up. So I think Joe Darce was at Henzo's and just hit this move, and they mm-hmm. called it the Darce. So. Yeah, but you anyway, know, okay. Anyway, yeah, we are we're gonna talk about round one though because round two is the finish, obviously. Round one, and this amazingly, this is the only one that was actually stopped during a round of any of the five, the five fights anyway. But round one before that was uh, the most dominant round one of the most dominant rounds that we have seen let's talk about it here what happened well uh immediate double leg and immediately around to the back to the top turtle and just hammering away for the entire round he barely took any breaks phillips face is bloodied and it's five minutes pillar to post beatdown uh borscht just smashed for five straight minutes john phillips had uh, no business in there this night no it was it was five minutes of nonstop beatdown that's it i i just in that turtle position against the cage, kept punching him in the face. His face is a mess. That's it. All, all three, overwhelming. I think that's a nice 10-7. There. That's how I have it, too. I, I see it that way. I do think it, it it's like a steady build. You know, we we saw in Murder's Liev, we saw a very rapid rise up. It was it was almost like a rocket that shot from the 9 to the 7, right? Mm-hmm. It like went way past the 8 into the 7. And, uh, and, and here I feel like it's just, it's just a slow ride. It's like, oh yeah, obviously he's, he's winning this. He's, he's totally in control and Phillips is doing nothing and he's, he's steadily beating him. I don't think there's like big, big, there's not monster shots landing. There's not, none of those monster shots, but pretty much anything that Chemayev's landing has intentions on it. You know, there's not a whole lot of pitter patter here. If there's, any. there had to be a hundred, hundred something. 
You want the you want the number? Yeah, because there's one eighteen. He just doesn't. That's stop. total strikes instead of significant strikes, right? Significant strikes only forty. It is. He. But doesn't... I feel like it's a lot. Again, you know how I feel about significant strikes versus insignificant strikes. As I yeah, it's it. just stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. There, it doesn't matter. There had to be at at most one like five second break in between punches. It's just not a whole lot. At, yeah, I mean he, just he's pacing steady, himself, but he's way. not like yeah. He, there's no breaks. There's no like oh I gotta catch my breath. And there's not like the the moments where he's doing body body head right. You know. Honestly, it feels like Phillips is drowning. Yeah, that's really what it, what it feels like. It, and it, yeah, I think that kind of speaks to the metaphor of the kind of working slowly. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, yeah, I feel good about this one being a 10-7. So did Mark Collette. He pulled the trigger. Good on him. Mark Collette, by the way, I should point out, is the other one who pulled the uh, the seven in that Cage Warriors. Okay. Uh, which I believe Soren Bach, who's now uh, with Bellator, I believe he won that round. I meant to watch it before this. Mm. I watched a lot of rounds, guys. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, we're not, we weren't going to talk about it anyway. So, um, But yeah, so I I saw it this is, as uh, Mark Collette did. So did you. Judges Lucas Bosaki, uh, another Polish name who I'm sure I'm screwing up too. I probably said it wrong <laughs> as well, but uh, him and David Leatherby, uh, I believe I have that right. <laughs> they were the ones who gave the eight. I get it. It's it's tough. Where's the bar? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, I will say David Leatherby ends up on a lot of these rounds. He's, he's, he's had the, the good fortune or bad fortune, depending on whose perspective you're at, to see firsthand a lot of rounds that are potential 10-8. Yeah, well, that's it. It's overseas. That's true. A lot of these teams. Oh. I don't know. For whatever reason, these the, the the fights that actually have this happen just seem to happen overseas, too. I don't know what it is. Well, does Canada count as overseas? Well, no, because it's not it's, over the seas. Yeah, okay. It's over land. Yeah, but I mean, the, two of them are Canada. By definition, sir. Unless it's over, outside of our borders. Over the lakes. Outside of our borders. That's, that's what we can go with here. But that is it for the actual 10-7 round. Again, we actually have quite a few that are unanimous 10-8s that we... Wanted to at least go into and with consideration for could these be sevens or eights, right? Mm-hmm. I think we should do this just a little bit differently. So I'm going to set it up what it is. You're going to say what it is. And then we're just going to very quickly at least get into, okay, how'd you have it? Did you have it as an eight uh-huh. or a seven? And if we both agree it's an eight, let's just say, hey, why not? We don't have to dwell too deep on those. But if there's some potential for the seven, I think we should talk about it more. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. I like it. Let's go into that now, starting with, uh, and again, we're, we're going in chronological order here as well. We are going with UFC 236 in Atlanta on April 13, 2019. Note that we didn't have anything in 2019 uh, that actually had a 10-7. There were none that year in the UFC. Okay. Israel Adesanya, everyone I think remembers this fight, over Kelvin Gastelum by unanimous decision, 48-46 times three. Just your typical 48-46, all three cards. <laughs> uh, round five of this absolute classic fight, that is what we're talking about here as a potential for a 10-7. It was all all eights. Judges Nate Mann, Will Fisher, and Sal D'Amato had the eight here. What happened here? Real quick. What are we talking about? It was competitive for a little while. Uh, whoever said Adesanya didn't have uh, a ground game, they were proven wrong on this one. Locking up that... He, Goes attacked a solid guillotine standing. Like, now, technically, ground and, game. We're talking yeah, about a standing. It's a little yeah. different. A little different, but yeah, I get you. Uh, Grappling game. Yeah, submission. Uh, submission game. He had it turned him it turned into you know him getting taken down, and then he locks up a really nice triangle. Looks like yeah. There's the this was game. this was solid here. <laughs> uh, but you know, from here on out, it kind of felt like Adesanya was taken over. I, I think we're still at a solid ten nine until the final minute when. Maybe maybe a minute plus, uh, 
where Adesanya drops him three times, lands some good, strong shots on the ground. Uh, I do think we check the damage. You haven't definitely have enough damage to go 10-7, like, meaning overwhelming damage. Uh, I don't really know if he checked the duration that much. Possibly overwhelming dominance. I thought he probably did with the three knockdowns. What would, what would you say? What's so, the score? I'm at 10-8. I'm at 8. I'm also at 8. And I should also point out, I, I did name the wrong judges. It's Mike Bell, uh, Anthony Manis, and Ken Coffey. Those are the three judges in this one. The judges okay. I just named before are actually on the next fight, which is the same night, by the oh, way. Okay. Same, same pay-per-view card. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so I, I'm also on the eight. Why is this not an eight? I really don't think I mean, the why duration. Why is this not a seven? I don't think the duration got there. Okay. Um, It's like a minute, maybe maybe a minute 30. If I'm, I'm probably exaggerating on that. It's probably just closer to a minute. Mm-hmm. Of where Adesanya just puts it on him, drops him three times. I I, I kind of do get the overwhelming dominance because of the three knockdowns. I mean, he just took over. But there's other portions of this fight that aren't in that realm. Like, yeah, it feels so, it feels more like how I mean, a little different than Murtazalia because that was a very strange round. But like, there's there's at least some competitive back and forth in this one mm-hmm. that goes beyond he, like a, like a minute or something like that, right? It's, he he lands. Uh, Gaslam's landing some shots. Yeah, it just doesn't feel overwhelming, it's, which is the you know that that level that we're looking mm-hmm. for, which is a high bar. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's there. I think it's just neat. I'm with you. Anything else you had? In, I mean, I'd be, da- I'd be down. I'd be down for being for this being a seven. Though. There's a, almost every single so, one of these that we're going to talk about. I feel like I would love a version of the world that has a reason for this to be a seven. Maybe not all, but, but you know, we'll, yeah. we'll kind of wrap at the end. We'll kind of share some conclusions about these rounds and maybe where we'd like to see language go. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm with you. If, if this was a seven, if the world existed where this was supposed to be a seven, I'd be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just not. So here we are giving it eights. This is not a seven mm-hmm. in, in our estimation. I know a lot of people probably watch this and think, okay, maybe this should be a seven. Again, I'm with you. It should be. I just don't think it is. So we move on, though. Again, a couple fights before this. <laughs> this is a very lopsided uh, uh, UFC card in Atlanta. What a fun. This is still kind of a wild, fun fight in, in its own way. Khalil Roundtree Jr. getting the win over Eric Anders, also by unanimous nod. 30-26 times three. Round two is where they all thought this was an eight. Why are we talking about this round? Well, I, I score this one an eight. Okay, I have it at an eight, too, let's, but why? Roundtree drops him four times in this round. Lands some leg kicks every time he goes down. Once in a while, he'll drop down drop a hammer fist. Four, four knockdowns. Four by we need to note that just how so, rare this actually is. It really just doesn't happen that so, often where you're going to knock down four times. There's an Emmett fight. There's this fight. There's uh, I think it was actually three or four knockdowns in Adesanya, right? I think it was three. Yeah, three. In that so round. They didn't quite get there. Um, but he's just, he kick, he's kicking the legs, like I say, he'll drop down for a hammer fist every once in a while. But for the most part, he's waiting for him to get stood back up and then rinse and repeat. Crack him, knock him down. Kick his legs a little bit. Get stood up. Crack him, knock him down. He did this four times. He just never goes in for that kill. I mean, I think you definitely have overwhelming dominance. You know, Anders can't can't hang on the hyper overwhelming so, dominance. Yeah, I think that's absolutely there. Uh, Anders definitely hurt. Uh, it, it's just Roundtree needs to go in there and, and and end it. He's hurt, but he's not. Eric Anders just doesn't ever seem hurt in a way that's like uncomfortable, right? right he's with it. Yeah, he, he's with it, but also it's, it's largely because Roundtree is just not pursuing. Mm-hmm. The, the duration of the damage is very short. It's brief. It happens, and then it's over. And mm-hmm. granted, there is certainly damage to the leg, 
of Eric Anders, and that's obviously compromising him and probably making it hard for him to stay on his feet. So that's why I wonder sometimes if, if he's knocked down here is part of it just because he just doesn't have his feet under in the same way. How badly is he even really hurt? I don't know. And maybe Roundtree even knows that too. He's like, I'm not going to go down with him. I don't think he's that hurt. I want him up. Well, yeah. Well, he obviously knew where where his uh, his advantage his bread was. Bread and butter, so, was for sure. Yeah. yeah so. Well, you can see when 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 Anders does get hurt, he has he's in control of his body. Sure. When he gets knocked down, he's like his head's not snapping back. He's he's still in a defensive posture every time. So I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think you got something there. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's just innate. Uh, and the judges, I should note on this one, were uh, Nate Mann, Will Fisher, and uh, that that guy uh, Damato. That guy. About, that guy. <laughs> that guy who gave the other two the only the only man who gives two ten sevens in UFC cards since the criteria changed. Mm. But again. Mark Collette had two, because yeah. you count that Cage Warriors one. It mm-hmm. happened. It happened. It's just not what we're Happens. talking about today. It's a real round. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fiction. Uh, we're moving forward a year, and this, again, we're starting to actually enter the the period of time where the couchside judges was was evaluating these things. We didn't have as strong an understanding of the criteria as we do, especially now, but even a few months later, we actually learned a lot more. So when we talked about this one, we had a little bit different understanding, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what we said. Don't go back and listen. We didn't. We don't want to. It's not a good idea. <laughs> not going to do it. UFC 249, the first pay-per-view upon the return from the pandemic. May 9, 2020, Jacksonville, Florida. Bryce Mitchell on the undercard defeats Charles Rosa. Unanimous decision. Two 30-25s and a 30-24. So I think you get the sense that maybe one of these guys was in the fight and the other yeah. wasn't. <laughs> we're actually going to talk about two rounds here. Rounds one and three. They were both unanimous 10-8s. Did you go for, did you give it for either one of these? Did you give a seven? No. One eight. All right. I also did. Let's talk about round one first and then say why this is not. Well, round one, it, it's all grappling. Excuse me, why it's there's, not a seven. Sorry. Yeah, this whole, <laughs> these, both these rounds are entirely spent on the ground. And Bryce Mitchell getting to the back very quickly or attacking arm triangles left and right. Deep arm triangles, especially very, in this round. Yeah. Rosa, credit to him defending, but these are very, very deep subs. He's getting caught in the uh, the twister. There's even the part position. where he, he almost looked like he was going to tap, right? To, was to there the arm one? triangle very it, early? Possibly, it almost yeah. looked like he, he took the whole thing. We would never talk yeah, about these rounds. Have... He almost tapped, but he you know he was they thought like he was okay. And look, Rosa has good jits, right? So yeah, it was it was nonstop from Bryce Mitchell getting it to the ground, attacking subs, almost getting subs, mm-hmm. punching every now and again, right. Overwhelming dominance, no doubt. Overwhelming oh, yeah. duration, no doubt. Absolutely. But what is overwhelming damage in terms of grappling? That's a that's the fantastic question that I have. And this is this is why this was like a round we had to talk about. It's exactly why. He has multiple sub attempts, and to Rose's credit, he's able to defend and escape them. But once you escape a sub, you're not really diminished. Unless you maybe tweaked your arm or something like that, right? But like it, yeah, the, choke. T- Tony Ferguson's arm popping versus Charles Oliveira. There you go. Maybe that, that's that what be. it is. Maybe but that's what it has to be, I guess. In most sense, overwhelming damage in terms of grappling is you're snoring and the fight's over, or a limb is broken and the ref's calling a technical sub. That that should it shouldn't be so far like that. You should be able to to to, to define what overwhelming damage is when it comes to grappling. Or have I don't want to say different criteria, but or different different ways to get to a ten seven without just punching your opponent. I agree. It's mixed martial arts, so it shouldn't yeah. the damage. Da- if we're evaluating submissions as damage, we need to know what overwhelming is. Is is it an arm getting popped, but the fight continuing? Is that what it takes? I, I know, but that's... I watched that fight too. I, that was one I considered. 
and uh, it was that mm-hmm. was one of the most damaging rounds you could think of with just grappling. But yeah. we didn't, I didn't go deep. We didn't want to watch that round or talk about this round. We have a lot already. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is this is about as dominant as you I think you can get in terms of submission attempts. Like unless he's in a in a twister for four and a half minutes and obviously in agony, but just guts it out. Most likely what paralyzed. Oh, at yeah, that yeah. Point, at that point, so. he's just he's yeah. not going to be the same human anymore. Um, that's I, I don't think that's realistic. There probably ought to be an avenue for this to be uh, a seven, but there absolutely is not. Like the way I interpret it, anyway, the way you interpret it too. Mm-hmm. We always gave them, we just gave this an eight. Yeah, I mean Rosa is completely defensive the entire fight, and that I mean that does speak more to so, the the, the dominance. dominance. Exactly, yeah. it's not it's not necessarily the damage, but nonetheless, it, it again we're talking about submission attempts that were locked in there for like a while, and mm-hmm. they're really good attempts too. It's not just it's not kind of that like cooking them kind of thing, or it's not a. Uh, you know, maybe like a half attempt or like, you know, just throws up triangles and that kind of thing. These are attempts that are in. They're they're pretty in. Bryce Mitchell. Not maybe not as in to really get the job done, obviously, but he had no intentions of going to the scorecards. No. He was trying not. to end. Absolutely. And so. I think that's the type of thing that ought to be rewarded in the criteria and by and by the judges. That's and not good. only trying, he was very close. He was he was yeah. getting to the subs. Yeah. It just happens it's Rose it's is not really intent, good also it's his actual effective defense. Yeah, yeah. So effective offense. This is effective offense. Hyper effective offense. So what about round three? What's different here? Not as many sub attempts. Yeah. That's basically I think this is just a ten eight. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I wouldn't have a strong case to give this one a 10-7. The only reason I wanted to put this on here was kind of because it's obviously in the same fight. We're kind of being able to illustrate what's different about this one compared to the other one, you know? Yeah, this was more so getting to dominant positions and not... And he's still, still. He is still attacking subs. He's still overwhelming. He's looking for the the, the, um, the twister again. He's just not not getting as close. No, I don't think so. so. I think the arm triangle in round one is actually what really makes... The case for that being such a bigger round because that arm triangle yeah. was really close. It was really close, but you know what? I also I was crediting Rose's defense, like the way his answer the phone technique. It seemed a lot. We don't credit lot, defense, sir. I know we don't credit defense. I'm, I'm I'm saying as far as like, oh wow, maybe he. That's why he's a black belt. His, mm-hmm. The way he was using that answer the phone defense, it seemed different than when other people do it. Okay, it it just seemed like. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah, I mean, Charles Rosa so, is absolutely not a joke in terms of grappling. Right. It just, he, obviously Bryce Mitchell was at least that day on a totally another level. He was an animal. Mm-hmm. The judges, by the way, the ones who gave the 10-8 the here and didn't go the 7, again, same as us, uh, were Derek Cleary, Barry Luxenberg, and Troy Winkapaw, the latter two being judges who typically just judge in uh, Florida. Derek Cleary, of course, judges a lot. We talk about him all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that that was it for, for Mitchell and Rosa. Let's fast forward. Oh, we're going to go really, really far into the future for this one. Four days later. <laughs> four days later. We're already talking about another one here. And again, I don't think anybody was watching that round, the Mitchell round, saying the seven should be rewarded. But again, I think that was that's something we needed to talk about, the potential for grappling, right? This one's a little different. These were exciting times. These, it was. It really was, because we had nothing else to do, yeah. did we? <laughs> we're getting fights on Wednesdays? It was a wild time. Uh, UFC Fight Night, Smith versus Teixeira on May 13, 2020, again in Jacksonville. They did three events in a week in Jacksonville. Uh, and Again, this was the headliner, Smith and Teixeira. Teixeira gets the win. He was not winning this fight earlier, and then he gets, he comes back and totally dominates this fight at some point uh, over uh, Anthony Smith. Round five is where he gets the TKO, but we're going to talk about rounds three and four here. Let's just start with three. Talk about what happened here. Don't even say your score yet. What happened? Smith cracks. Uh, not, not Smith. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Glover cracks Smith with an uppercut that just has Smith completely like early, like in the first like, minute. Like, oh my God, Glover, where did that come from? And it looked like the fight may have been ending there. He follows it up with a left hook that just crumbles Smith straight to the ground. And Glover follows him to the ground, starts pounding him. Uh, starts looking for chokes every now and again, kind of like taking the foot off the gas, maybe, you know, trying to conserve a little energy. Um, chokes are not really getting there or getting that close, but, and if he keeps striking in these positions, I, I think he probably gets a finish. I don't know. I would, Smith is really like, tough. <laughs> I do think the fight could have been stopped a couple times and no one would have had an issue at all with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Smith is hurt multiple times in this round. But you don't see this as the same degree of maybe where Herb Dean let it go a lot. Like, I don't think we talked much about Herb Dean letting the fight go and Murtaz Aliyev. I, I thought I thought that fight should have been stopped earlier. I don't think they feel that way yeah, anymore. I think right. at, the, at the time, we actually did. We we thought this fight should have ended earlier, and we were critical of it. A lot of people were critical of it. Um, in retrospect, I, I'm much less critical of the refereeing here, more so the cornering. Yeah, I agree, more so the cornering, especially now. I'd say even, even further. Yeah, Who knows what the deal with that was? then yeah uh anyway uh i do <laughs> yeah, think yeah. all three d's are the overwhelming variety i think this is an entire a strong portion of the round is a beat down mm-hmm. and it got uncomfortable and that's like the, i feel like that's like a, a word that really could be codified and maybe it can't be codified in there but uh because legally if you gotta look t- good but if you gotta turn away 10 7 <laughs> or if you're if you're saying if you're like muttering under your breath like jeez you know oh, like boy. I feel like once it gets there that's where it's kind of like you're understanding you're watching something rare especially huh. if you're the type who watches fights for either a living or just all the time like I there were 500 I think 11 fights last year in the OC mm-hmm. right 511 I I watched all of them at one point or another I watched probably between Bellator and PFL and and elsewhere. Just of fights that occurred last year, I probably watched somewhere in the neighborhood of like, I don't know, 750. Uh, and then there's guys who watch way, way more than me, you know. And there's Caposa who watches like 10,000 uh, fights a year because he's crazy. And I mean that in a good way. I wonder what he's watching right now. <laughs> uh, boxing. He's actually watching boxing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Javante Davis, uh, another one. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. This this round got to the seven for me. Yeah, me too. It got to the seven for me then when I didn't even know as well. But I tried to toss that out when I watched this again, and I've I watched this twice in the lead up to this. Uh, I watched all of these rounds twice just to kind of refamiliarize. And uh, yeah, I, I think this is a seven. Yeah. To get back to your point, a lot of the commentary on a lot of these rounds are stop the fight, stop the fight. And you have to acknowledge that too. So, I'm glad you brought that up because you do have to acknowledge that, that starts to creep into your head. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. If you're sitting at home, that can mm-hmm. creep into your head. But yeah. having said that, I mean, you can watch this in, in Espanol and not know and, and all that, or you can watch it on mute, whatever. Mm-hmm. I do like to, I did not take the time to try to watch these in Spanish. I don't remember if like, <laughs> Fight Pass even actually has it. Usually I do that on ESPN. Um, the, all these I watched through Fight Pass. It's. Yeah, it gets uncomfortable. The damage gets uncomfortable, and it's. I think he's overwhelmingly dominant in both the grappling and even the 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 portions of the striking phase on the on the stand up mm-hmm. for the duration of the round. I, I think this is what a ten seven ought to be. Okay. Now, no, again, none of the judges went that way. Judges uh, Dave Torelli, Chris Lee, and Sal D'Amato. Again, Sal has given ten sevens before. You know, he didn't pull the pull the trigger here for one reason or another. No critical, not critical of any judge. In the sense, because again, there's just so few of these. But originally, know. I was critical. We were no look. We when we, we were very critical because we didn't understand. I had um. I remember. I, I remember exactly what happened. <laughs> we had Rob Hines on, 
and not long after it was like right after right yeah right after we, we critiqued this because my reasoning was the very first line of the 10-7 area where it says a 10-7 round is M- in mma is when a fighter is completely overwhelming their opponent in effective strike and or grappling and a stoppage is warranted mm-hmm. and i was like i don't even need to read any further because the stoppage is warranted like two or three times here right so that's why i was like 10-7 and then rob hines was like there's like more to that you need to read mm-hmm. and i was like oh okay we should read more sentences yeah. than one yeah oh <laughs> well i thought i was like we we already we already fit the criteria Boom, write it in write it in sharpie 10 it's a little different yeah but having said that i i still feel like this is this is a 10-7 is it the strongest of the potential 10-7s you know that we it's, it's the first one we're actually saying of the the 10-8s where you're giving the seven here but it's it's still probably a little more borderline than than say like again Gavin Tucker and uh, getting his butt kicked by Ricky Glenn. Honestly, I think I I, I attribute that that to the pauses that Glover takes to search, so search for chokes that really aren't there. But also, you do kind of have to factor in that Glover Chara and Anthony Smith these are bigger boys. Glover hits harder than any of them. Yeah, he he is. This is the the largest man. That we're talking about among any of these, I believe, actually. So when he hits, he definitely hits harder. Well, that's what not, not like I said. That when he hit yeah. him with that uppercut, it it felt like Anthony Smith was like, "Oh my God, what was that?" Because you usually see a fight like that just meet yeah. its meet its typical end, but it mm-hmm. goes on for another two plus rounds. Mm-hmm. It's just a- <laughs> he loses two teeth in this fight. He, two, it was it was two teeth. Was well, I noticed this because he hands the one tooth. To um. Well, we're gonna talk about that round. Oh, let's move oh, into round I four. We're gonna talk okay. about round four here too. Let's let's do I, it. You know, I, I forgot. I forgot which rounds. No, nah, that's right. It's round four. Is what, so. What are you talking about? You forgot. I forgot which rounds oh, he lost I his see, teeth in. Yeah, yeah. No, it was oh, round four here. Okay, it was round four. Yeah. So go yeah, talk yeah. about round yeah. four because you forgot it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> similar to round three, except Smith isn't hurt as badly this go. Uh, it gets and, down pretty quick though. Again, uh, he's he's definitely gets yeah. stung. Glover does more grappling on the ground this time. I don't know if it was cruel or sympathetic. On Glover's part, uh, by making Smith suffer longer. Well, after I he don't does, know. if he does take after you, we see and we find out later exactly what we see. Anthony Smith picks up his his own tooth that had been knocked right. out of his mouth mm-hmm. and tries to hand it to and does hand it to Jason Herzog, who's right there, who accepts mm-hmm. the tooth, right? Um, like the tooth fairy. Mm-hmm. And uh, right after that, you have Glover share. It's it's like Glover kind of paused to allow him to do that. Mm-hmm. Because first off, I I've only spoken to Glover one time. It was it was a nice conversation, but I wouldn't say I know him or anything like that. But the guy just seems like a a, a freaking gentleman. <laughs> he seems like a good good human uh, in yeah. a lot of ways. And to see him do that, first off, seemingly giving a pause to the action, just allow his tooth not to be lost when he could easily do that, and then he apologizes for you know the way it is is you know it's just like oh it's just part of the job and uh anthony smith goes yeah it is what it is yeah <laughs> and they just keep going yeah it's wild but as, as i was saying the most biz- like, is that not the most bizarre like thing you've ever heard in a fight handing your tooth to someone no 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 not that but like that the fact that they talked about it during the fight oh yeah it's kind of it's very it's such a strange sequence it's like the most strange sequence ever yeah. Anyway. Okay. As I was saying, then there's a there's another part of the round where there's someone outside the cage, uh, motioning to their own mouth mm-hmm. at Jason Herzog. He's like like this, mm-hmm. and then you see Herzog in the background bend down and pick something up off the mat. I see. So I think it was probably a second tooth. Okay. I, maybe I don't I don't know I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Th- this round, despite the fact that his tooth is knocked out or teeth, yeah, it does not feel quite as bad as the. It third doesn't. round. No, 
This is I, I I'm very comfortable on a, just a ten eight here. I'm good with this being an eight. I mean, again, we we would love uh, the definition to include this. Yeah, that would yeah. be fine. But yeah. yeah, it does it does feel different than round three. Round three feels like the round that's mm-hmm. like oof. This got rough. <laughs> Whereas the second one, the tooth just like is like, what the heck? <laughs> you know? But he's but he's so lucid in that moment that he can give the tooth. Mm-hmm. And again, Glover is kind of almost seemingly letting off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Whether it's mercy or terrible. I think it's meant to be mercy. Yeah. yeah. What do you what do you think? He's sinisterly trying to, to drag this out? Dude, just yeah, that's what it kinda I no. didn't know. I didn't know if he was trying, I don't to, think so. trying to be Glover, cruel. Glover like, seems like a good dude. Couple bang, bang, bang shots. I don't think and so. Then he's like Oh, thank God, it's going to be over soon. And he's like, nope. Nope, I got you more. Gotcha. No. Because he would have <laughs> hit him. He would have hit him when he's got his tooth. He's trying to hit yeah. it out. That would be cruel. That'd be, but also fair in, in the terms of engagement, right? Uh, but that is it for this fight. Again, we're going to fast forward pretty far here to the end of the month. And still, we're still in May 2020. This is May 30th. Uh, it was a very, very lopsided uh, competitive balanced round, I guess, uh, or, or, or month. Right, UFC on ESPN card Woodley versus Burns. Uh, that fight was lopsided too, but we're uh, not. Gonna, we're not. I don't know. Burns it, rocked him. Burns rocked Usman. What I'm. What? No, no, no. Burns Woodley versus Burns. Oh, Woodley Burns. I'm sorry. I thought You're it was thinking Usman. of the wrong I was, fight. I was sir. in the wrong. I was in the wrong fight. Oh My yeah, bad. no. My bad. No, this was in the string of fights where Tyron Woodley just stopped being able to fight competitively yep. against the top guys. I got gotcha. top guys, and I then gotcha. also Jake Paul. But uh, neither here nor there. We're not talking about that fight. We're talking about earlier in the card, Kayla Chukagian, first mm-hmm. woman's fight, by the way, that we're, we're talking about here, uh, who got a very dominant win. You're very easy, you know, normal 30, 25 times three over Antonina Shevchenko. Uh, tables were turned against the other Shevchenko. She did. This not, was, she was not competitive. In that this one. was revenge tour. <laughs> it's a little different. Uh, round one and two. We're going to talk about both of these uh, fights. And, you know. Let's just lift the lid here. Are either of these a seven for you? No. They're not for me either, but let's talk about them anyway, because I think there's some some merit to the conversation about them. So why don't you start with round one? It goes back to uh, Mitchell and Rosa. Mm -hmm. I think 100%. It's all grappling round, yeah. Chukagan has the overwhelming dominance in duration. She has solid damage, but she just doesn't hit hard. Her shots just don't look that damaging there doesn't seem to be in but she's throwing a inflicted. lot of yeah oh yeah and she's getting me that ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> yeah which when i was watching this the second time with my kids uh they were <laughs> they were just having a ball listening to her is she saying punch punch <laughs> punch punch <laughs> yeah they had, they had a great time <laughs> so, so yeah i mean she had that one choke rear naked choke that was really tight just it wasn't there uh it, or didn't didn't happen Mm-hmm. Not saying it wasn't there because it was it was hundred percent and she didn't get just, the conclusion she was over. Yeah, she didn't yeah. get the tap. So she just starts punching. She she threw a ton of punches. That's the difference between this round and Mitchell's round. It's a lot like, of punching and yeah. less submissions that are getting like uber close, right? And no like I did think I saw I think I saw the stats and the same thing like creditor with like eighteen significant strikes. I can tell but you in a moment. Eighty total thrown. So yeah, this is like you can't score the round any other way. And it's it's outclassing. One person is completely lost, and the other one's completely dominating them. Yeah. So round one, uh, it was 13, or excuse me, 20 significant strikes and 70 total strikes. So, Not gonna say again, that. those numbers are stupid, but they are where they are. Um, yeah, I just I don't think the damage is there for this one. I think that's, that's the main issue is we're really not... It's not even very significant damage. It's... it's an, I think you get this round to the eight, 
pretty easily because there's uber dominance and uber duration, but it's maybe less damaging. But also there's there's so much there's so many strikes being landed and you can at least say, okay, there's there's an accumulation here. I'm feeling good with this one being an eight, but it's probably even closer to a nine than a seven. Would you say that's fair? No. You wouldn't, okay. I would think it's kind of just dead in the middle. Okay. I think I think it's an eight is what it is. It's just if perfectly where it's supposed to be. Scored it if you score this a nine, crazy. Yeah, I think I would score this a seven, I think also crazy. It's just it's just where it ought to be. But That's all, fair. but it also brings back to that conversation. What's overwhelming damage? When you're on the ground, well, yeah, the ground. With, with grappling and stuff. And again, I think it does at least illustrate the difference between Mitchell. Like you said, Mitchell's going for these submissions that are getting hyper close and, and they, they seem to be this round. This round in particular almost seems more similar to the the round three of Mitchell and Rosa, where yeah. it's just not quite getting there to get to approach mm-hmm. the levels. So, like, I, I don't I don't know that even if I was to expand 10 sevens other than in our own proprietary couch side judges scoring criteria. Which we expand them heavily. So eights, eights basically just become sevens. If I was to make like more modest tweaks, I guess, to the seven mm. ones that I would hope could actually really go through like reasonably and quickly if people can actually get on board and want and motivated to do it. I don't know that I would still put this as a seven. I think it's still an eight. Yeah, I think you're probably get probably right. There. Do you think so? Th- do you think round two of this fight is any different? I mean, I know we're both still on this. It's, the yeah, it, it's different in the sense that she doesn't have any subs this round. It's any mm-hmm. sub attacks. Um, but, but it's it's, 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 it's the same yeah. round with no subs. Yeah, so, it, it's so yeah, it's even still to a an eight, degree, but yeah. it's less. Yeah. Um, and the judges, I should point out on this one, were Derek Cleary, Eric Colon, and Dave Haig. Uh, we saw a lot of the, we started to see a lot of these names, especially in Las Vegas, where this was uh, around this time, because yeah, they they kind of parked out at uh, the UFC Apex for a while. Mm-hmm. Still there. <laughs> Just hanging Still, out. UFC Vegas. I did UFC notice, Vegas 67 coming up this week. I did notice there's a fight night in Vegas, not at the Apex. They're doing it at the Mirage, I believe. That is true. That's kind of wild. Maybe they're moving out of the Apex at well, some I point. I think they're probably just trying to experiment a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's just a guess here. Um, we do have three more rounds to get to from two different fights. Uh, let's start with the one that has two of those rounds, actually. That was... Again, we're fast forwarding to the next year. We're actually out of March 2020. It stopped happening. There was no more. <laughs> there weren't them anymore. Uh, January 16, 2021. We're back in Abu Dhabi for Fight Island. UFC on ABC. And another guy we were just talking about before, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Another name we actually mentioned because uh, the Chimaev round happened yes. on a Cater yes. headlined card. This one, these two rounds, we should say, mm-hmm. are in Max Holloway's completely dominant 50-43 twice and 50-42. Again, just totally normal numbers. Uh, victory, unanimous decision over Calvin Cater. We're going to talk about rounds two and four here that were unanimous. Uh, let's start with two. Is this uh, a seven? No. I also agree, but let's talk about why it's not quite the seven. Well, I think it's similar to that Dalloway, situ- Dalloway round, I should mm-hmm. say, where for the first... 345 of the round mm-hmm. is just a clear 10-9 for Holloway. Competitive round. Right, but it stays on the side of the winner anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little, no, it, that, it's a little different in that sense, yeah. yes. But it's where it gets crazy in the final 80 seconds once he lands that one elbow that just splits him open. And then Holloway's like, whoa, I've unlocked a new technique and just starts bashing him with elbows <laughs> until the round's over. Uh, punches elbows and, you know, kind of shuts Cater down a little bit. He's thrown back a little bit, but nothing... Nothing that's affected Holloway. I think he just easily gets to the 10-8. I don't really think it pushes that close to a 10-7. 
Yeah, this just felt like a good 10-8. This was yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is a good round. This is a nice 10-8 round. Yeah. Got to put the eight down. And, and again, all three judges agreed. In this case, Mike Bell, Ben Cartledge, and David Leatherby. It was a mix of uh, uh, of mm-hmm. the top North American judges and the top UK judges and European judges that we were getting over in uh, Fine mm-hmm. Island at this time. I thought that was great, by the way, just to, mm-hmm. to have kind of the, the best of both worlds coming together. It was like the all-star team of judging. There was, wait, there was one <laughs> of the fights. There was one of the fights where I think it was Mitchell Rose's because it was in Jacksonville where the commentary is like, we just learned about Fight Island. Where is Fight Island? <laughs> what is it? No one no one had a clue. And then they're like, oh, all right, just Abu Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, that was, <laughs> way to build up our expectation. <laughs> is it going to be a floating island in the beach somewhere? When they did their promotional oh, pictures so cool. on yeah. the beach, out, I'm like, this is awesome. They're actually yeah. on an island. And then they're like, no, we're just we're just in an arena. We've secured an island. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Shut up, Dana. Genius uh, marketing. Yeah. Still not the worst thing he's done lately. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. This is a round two is just a, a ten eight. Round four's a little different though, my friend. Yeah, I agree. But, I agree. Let's talk about this round. So it's another big round for Holloway. There's big damage. He is outclassing him, but he's also taking some big shots himself. Some shots where it made him actually reset, and he had to say, oh, well, okay, I got to respect that shot. That that kind of stung me a bit. So because of those reasons, even though Cater is hurt, you see him, he starts wobbling at some points and just getting a little maybe a tad bit uncomfortable, he's still in the fight a little bit. And I don't know if we're in that completely overwhelming territory yet to go 10-7, so I went 10-8. I got uncomfortable watching this round, mm-hmm. sir. <laughs> Again, I, I keep bringing up that word uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which, again, would never legally get into any criteria. There's No lawyer would be like, yeah, let's we'll, even it makes you uncomfortable watching. Them. Uh, it's just not going to happen. But for all intents and purposes, if you're watching this round and you're comfortable with the, the level of damage that's being inflicted upon Calvin Cater, I mean, there there's you, you might have less humanity than you think. <laughs> I mean, I'm you know teasing, of course, but this definitely reaches the overwhelming damage. I agree. It's there's not a question. And the duration of the damage being dealt, I think, is just so high in this round because this is another Holloway round where he's just landing like strikes, strikes, strikes all over. He's setting he's setting a great pace. He is setting a hyper pace. It's just not you just don't see this very often. He he lands 141 strikes in this one. I remember all of which were considered significant, by the way. I believe this actually is the record Four significant okay. strikes landed in a UFC round per UFC stats. It exceeded the ones so, from Ortega. I remember watching this fight live and being like, oh, I wonder if someone's going to pull that 10-7. Mm-hmm. And when I watched it, I was getting uncomfortable. But then those strikes that Cater's landing that are making Holloway go, oh my, all right, calm down, Max. We're not completely invincible here. We're not, you know, there is there is still some danger present came after the the uncomfortable parts i'm like oh did he fight himself back to a 10 a and that, that's kind of where i'm at so i look i get it i i'm not i'm not saying you're crazy here and again because the 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 bar for the seven is just so freaking hard to find right we're obviously split here you're, you're seeing this as an eight and i'm seeing this as a seven mm-hmm. I, I will grant that potentially it's almost less dominant because there is a, a less of an outclassing i guess right it's not overwhelming so I, just, I still do think it's an outclassing overall. But but oh yeah, it's an outclassing. Yeah. But is it that overwhelming? Because we're we're That's trying said, to look overwhelming. I, 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 I understand that. Yeah. I think we are there actually. I okay. do. Okay. But I can understand why it's not there. Okay. For you. 
fair. I think it's okay because, it, yes, despite the fact that there is offense being, and it's it can be good offense, but oh my goodness, it's just so it's just such a high degree. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm almost talking in a way that it's harder to defend this as mm-hmm. a seven. I don't know. I I can understand that too. If you if you're listening to me defend this and you think my position is weaker, fine. I get it. It's my position. I'm gonna take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I see this as a seven. I think I can. I think justify this as a seven. Um, it's just such an uncomfortable round to watch, and I watched it twice mm. in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> wild, wild round. But yeah, so we're split here. This is the first time we are split on the eight and the seven. But again, I know you want this as a seven. Oh yeah, yeah, this yeah, should yeah, be a yeah, seven. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Easy. But yeah, it's it, it it's a little more debatable. Probably the most mm-hmm. debatable that we have, mm-hmm. um, in terms of actually getting there or not. Right. The last round we didn't have any in twenty twenty two that really kind of pushed us that way and we we did see less 10 eights anyway mm-hmm. scored but i just didn't think that there were any that actually got there anyway to, to the level that we would actually talk about or there wasn't anything maybe significantly different from some of these other rounds some of these are going to be review right mm-hmm. this one's a little <laughs> this is its own fight this is the most uncomfortable i felt very weird watching one. ufc 267 October 30, 2021 in Abu Dhabi. Once again, we're, I don't think they were calling it Fight Island anymore. I think they gave that up. This is just Abu Dhabi. Okay. Not Fight Island, Abu Dhabi. Whatever that means. Eliseu Zaleski dos Santos gets a clear unanimous decision win over uh, Benoit Saint-Denis. 29-26 three times. It's not Benoit Saint-Denis? You can call him that if you want, but okay. that's wrong. And, okay. and he's a special forces in France. He'd probably wreck you, so don't bother. Okay. Also, he's in France, though, so he's not coming here. You're safe. Okay. For now. Anyway, uh, get his name right, jerk. Benoit Round two. Saint-Denis. Benoit Saint-Denis, I believe. But I'm not French, so I can't get it right. Round two is where we're going to talk about this very strange round. First off, did you have... Uh, we'll save it. Let's save it. Let's just talk about the round. I was so torn. Damage overwhelming. But what's happening? Let's just talk about why we're talking about this well, round. Because this is a strange one. Okay, so easy DS. Yeah, easy DS. That's fine. It's just smashing him against a cage. He's hurt 20 different ways. Looks like you can stop it. Ten different times. But uh, St. Denis is just firing back every once in a while. Nothing crazy. It's just a, a real, kind of, it's just a total beatdown for portions of this round. Not big portions, but portions where it's like, stop the fight. The one guy's c- clearly not in it. It's kind of done. Very done what for are, quite a while. What are, what are we doing here? Yeah. like uh, You actually get, and again, this is commentary creeping into conscious, right? Uh, I do, but Daniel I'm Cormier I, is starting. Stop the fight. I agree with them, though. I think yeah, I don't disagree. Definitely stop that fight. And uh, referee uh, Vyacheslav Kisilev just, uh, well, he wasn't into that. He's yeah. like, no, I want more. No. More. More. Just bleed. More. <laughs> uh, and by the way, he, he was removed. This referee was actually removed from the remainder of the card after this fight. Um, I'm not necessarily a big fan of that, except in extreme circumstances. Here, I actually am okay with it, because I was worried about the safety of the fighter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think the fighter was being protected in the best way. I th- I, I think here we have overwhelming dominance, overwhelming damage. Uh, I agree the fight should have been stopped. But i also not sure if duration's as overwhelming as it needs to be. I do think duration's there. I think the question, though, is... At the like that final minute, there's just not as much happening. Yeah, he kind of takes his foot off the gas a little bit. That's that's where that's where my questioning comes and, in. I believe Sunday so, even does he lands something. He does. He, he starts he thing. starts that's, fighting back. That's where we actually so, kind of get it. So that it, there's the pushback, and almost like but similar it's, to what you were talking about with with uh, Calvin Cater. Not, not on that level. It's though. different. Yeah, I agree. it's like easy DS is like okay, whatever. You hit me. Um, I don't have three overwhelming Ds. I have two. But should that matter? I don't know. 
I don't think you should. I I think I have three overwhelming Ds, but I think you're oh, right. Okay. This is, uh, again, it's very uncomfortable watching this round. It's very uncomfortable. This one was the roughest one. So yeah, it's this should be a seven. I think this is a seven. I would have liked to have seen a seven, but I again do not fault judges David Leatherby, Anders Olsen, or Clemens Werner. I went seven here. Oh, you did. I did go seven. Oh, all right. But I was torn. Oh, I see. I was less torn. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know if duration was as overwhelming as it needs to be. Maybe I was just but, more willing to pull the sevens today than you. I don't know. I can't. I was really torn on this one. Sure. So no, I get it. But I mean, see, I ended up on the seven. Um, but yeah, definitely a very strange round. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we haven't seen anything quite like this since. Like I said, there was there was nothing in 2022 in the UFC anyway mm-hmm. that that approached that. Is all of our rounds, ladies and gentlemen. All the rounds. All the rounds. We, we talked about 16 rounds in this. That many rounds There's we talked about? I, I believe so. Well, I, I think, think I, I think we blended a couple together. Well, yeah. we. Quickly. I mean, well, you did. I was trying not to. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, like, a lot of these were in you know one fight because there were there would be two 10, unanimous 10-8s right. in a fight. Mm-hmm. And I would say, well, why were we only going to talk about just the one? I think we should at least illustrate the difference between one and the other. That's why mm-hmm. I figured we should include, like, let's say both of them from Bryce Mitchell and Charles Rosa, and both of them from Caitlin Chukagian and Nancy Shevchenko. Both of them from Tashera and Smith, too, because these are different, right? They're, we're watching different rounds. Mm-hmm. And I thought that made sense. So, um, yeah, we ended up with five of them that were uh, with, with the actual 10-7s and 11 that were all 10-8s. Uh, but, yeah, we, we ended up overturning collect well i guess it's not an override because no one uh, we don't have anybody with us on these but we agreed that we should have seen three more excuse me two more two and a half because i i went when you didn't <laughs> we, we were split on the one so it wouldn't get there but yeah the couchside judges would have liked to see two more 10 sevens given out but also we would have actually not given two 10 sevens that were given so it kind of balances out yeah balances. we're still looking at a hyper rare yeah score yeah. super super rare and I mean, at this point, shoot, with the state of the 10-8 being what it is, are we ever going to see a 10-7 again? I, I mean, I don't know. It would, take, it would take some changes. Got to hammer down 10-8 first. I would say, and I should note that we're talking specifically about in uh, North America, mm-hmm. where there are pressures from commissions and things like that. It works a little differently when they go overseas. So maybe it wouldn't work differently when the UFC acts as its own commission like, or this, if it goes where, somewhere else. Where does know? this pressure come from? It's got to be made up. It's just got to be like, what, where are people saying... That shouldn't be a ten seven. And oh should. no no, I'm not saying a ten seven. I'm saying I mean the eight. Oh, where does that even? I'm talking about the eight, like the, the whole thing that we've been talking about ever since that round. The, I know, the but, it, but, it, but with Dana, should... Dana, is it also goes back to Dana? I know it all around. comes back to Dana. But I mean, is Izzy any less marketable because he got ten aided? No, no, I don't. I don't think like, that was what it was. I think he just got mad that again that the sport changed and he didn't notice, and then he and then he didn't did. change with it. Yeah, it's that too. Like he wants the beatdowns, and that's not what it was. They changed it, and they changed it on purpose. And I think a lot of people were happy with it, and then now it's not. So that's what we have. But because again, as a result, if we're seeing less ten sevens or ten eights, we're gonna see less ten sevens. That's got it's got to be in line. So what's with, it like, gonna the three pointer when the three pointer came about? People had to be against it. And I and I should point out to I mean I want to stick. I'm I'm gonna avoid the 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 basketball metaphor fortunately for this one. But uh, the last round we just talked about easy des that was sense. The crackdown, right? Yeah. Now, granted, all these judges are uh, European judges. Uh, David Leatherby is from the UK, Anders Olsen is Swedish, and uh, Clemens Werner is German. So they're not working under the same mandates that we've seen from you know Nevada or, or any other state, right? 
But having said that, I mean, if this isn't a seven, I mean, what are we looking for? I just, I don't know. I mean, and, and these are judges that I would think are more likely to end up with it because, again, they're, they're judges that haven't had to work under the adjustments that have been made mm-hmm. in North America. So when are we going to see a seven? Jan, I, I just don't know. I don't think we're going to see one. Not that I, I'm not rooting for someone to be beaten so badly that there's a seven. I should also point that out. Like, I'm not, my, my bloodlust isn't to the point it where just, I'm like, I want someone to actually get beat up with it to where you got to put a seven. But I just want the seven to be available to judges. The tool is there, but the tool is made. It's, it's like if you had a, imagine you had like your, 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 you know, your, your workbench, right? But you put one of your tools like on the roof. Like, what's the point? What's yeah. the point of it up there? It doesn't help you. You have to go work to go get it. It's not going to happen. You're just going to say, oh, I'm not going to use it. So just, just make it attainable. It just it, it seems unattainable at this point. It kind of did already. It felt, it felt it almost felt vestigial in the sense where it's like we just have it because boxing has it, but we don't need it. We don't use it. It doesn't for all intents and purposes. I, I feel like there's also a reluctance to pull the seven because especially in a three round fight, because once you pull that seven, it's game over, especially if you pull it in the first round. Once you pull that seven in the first round, the other fighter needs to win the fight on a finish or get an eight and a nine or somehow another seven. But which you know is not what? That, that, that shouldn't come down to the judge. I also agree. That's, that's, that's on the fighter. You got 10-7. I didn't do that to you. You did it to yourself. Yeah, I, I, feel so, like, I feel like the fighter, if a fighter did enough to the point where they made the damage uncomfortable and the other fighter was able to survive it, sorry, that's that's the the fighter who did that should be rewarded. I um, feel but, a- but I understand that that's, it's a product of another one of the negative products of having fewer rounds. Yeah. But we're not going to dive into that. I yeah, I mean obviously we're not. But no, the the idea that sevens should be I mean, they're just not available. And I would love to see some more changes. I think what I would like to see is something that again, and you can't use the word uncomfortable, right? It's it's kind of the idea behind them writing impact instead of damage, right? When we talk about damage every single time, the criteria is talking criteria about impact. Says impact. We know what we mean. It's it's a euphemism. It's the same thing. Um, we need to find a word that can kind of be that uh substitute for uncomfortable level of damage right if, if a fight it, and it should it really to me it should you could almost not need all three d's honestly for a 10-7 if if the damage gets so bad while you're worried about the the other human in there because the fight he's still in there or she's still in there taking damage but the fight is still going or the fight has not been stopped as the you know merchants leave right i think the damage there is just so overwhelming i i I still say that was the highest. I understand you, you say one or the other, right? It's, we're basically talking about the top yeah. two in any order, right? That damage there is just so massive. I mean, this fighter is basically done for all intents and purposes. That should be a seven. It shouldn't. You shouldn't need anything else. So I applaud Ben Cartlidge for giving the the seven here. I think I think that's great. I would like to see that, and I would like to see that absolutely codified specifically in some way that makes it more clear for people who don't go into to training courses. They don't. They don't do this stuff. They don't immerse themselves in judging in the way that, you know, nerds like you and me do, right? It should just be there so that if anybody pulls up the document, they can figure out, oh, okay, this is an extreme level of damage. I mean, it's just what it is. Extreme level of damage, you put the seven. That's it. But we also need, like we talked about with the grappling, there needs to, I think there ought to be an avenue, maybe more explicit avenue for getting to a seven because of grappling. Is it because, you know, maybe uh, there was some damage suffered from us from a submission, you know, like in the sense of, you know, Tony Ferguson's arm? Yeah. Maybe it would take that. But can we codify that? Let's put that in there. But but that's that's the thing that's in, inherent in fighting. 
punches are going to do more damage sure. than submissions that fail. No, so, and I get that, but that's that's why we should say, hey, maybe it is Tony Ferguson's arm breaking. You can say, oh, well, that, that was an extreme level of damage. He actually, like, hurt his arm in a meaningful way, you know? I, don't I know. know. The, the thing is, though, most, 99% of the time, that just becomes a tech sub. That's okay. So the fight ends. It can, look, if they want to keep the sevens as an extreme score, then 99% of the time, that being the case, that's actually okay. It's well, okay, right? it, It's fine if 10-7 is going to be the extreme score. Mm-hmm. But 10-8 needs to actually hit that 5% benchmark and also not be an extreme yeah, score. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. So, because, and the 5% you refer to is, of course, in that, that uh, little explainer sheet that was released by ABC yeah. uh, at the conference. They, they're shooting for the 10-8s to be 5% of rounds. But yeah, I mean, we're we're really only seeing, I think we're seeing roughly like 6%. I forget the number off the top of my head. I don't remember my, my own data. <laughs> but it was somewhere in like the 6 to 7% of times we're getting anyone give a 7, mm. or excuse me, an 8. And it's more like 2 to 3% that we're actually getting the majority score be the 8. So it's not hitting that. We I, need roughly yeah. double that. I, I, I think it's going to, you have to lock down what an 8 is. Mm-hmm. Define that. You're not wrong. Strongly. And then you can. And stick work. to it. And work to the yeah yeah stop stop just the language is there to to allow for it but it's it's also loose enough to have allowed this situation where the commissions can more or less pull back the mandates and say hey I know there's freedom there but we don't want to see that and like I yeah, like I was saying before I think duration's kind of silly I think because when I was reading this or when I was doing this so are you suggesting we shouldn't have well, duration so what I'm saying is a lot of the reasons we didn't get to ten seven is because of duration and yeah I think like, that's fair is duration all that important. I mean, if if yes you, and no, you can hurt it. Like we saw, you can hurt a guy very, very quickly. Yeah, it can it in can, a small it portion. Can, yeah, it can go round. downhill fast. Like, should duration weigh that much? But that's why I feel like so, if you just codify the fact that damage would would weigh more to get you there, then yeah. that more or less solves the issue that you're like, talking I, I about. I could say, think. why don't you just throw duration as like a sub, like a sub portion, like a mini D, like a like a lowercase D. Yeah, lowercase D. <laughs> Uh, I, I like it in theory. I don't know. We'd have to play around with it, of course. Um, yeah, I, more, more or less, I really just kind of want to see more avenues to get us there and more more mm-hmm. clearly established. It shouldn't have to be eight lines like you're talking about. I think the criteria doesn't have to be three and a half pages. I think it could actually be way longer, to be perfectly honest. Um, it doesn't have to go into every scenario. Like, I understand there's a reason why it's left open to a degree. I hope you find that assign- that that time to do that rewriting it your how you oh, my own way write, on your way if you, I hope talk, hope you I talked about that on the shot on your yeah you did. Oh, yeah okay i hope you find the time to do that this year yeah we'll see so, hopefully yeah. when will i ever find the time to do anything oh yeah i watched 41 rounds for this so i guess i found some time but <laughs> but that was, that was when the technically the ufc off season which now we're going to get into and you know there'll be a little bit of fits and starts but then at some point it's like three months straight of fights yeah we'll have a week right. off after these two two straight weeks a week off and then we're in it Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yeah, let's go. I don't know. It's I'm exhausted by the exa- by the, even the off season at this point. Not looking to that February fourth card, but let's go. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> um, any other changes you think you'd make? Any ch- um to sevens? Seven to specific. Seven, I understand what you're saying about the eight being established so they get to seven, but yeah, seven specific specifically. Like how, as how it's we, as it's written, how do we make some of these rounds that we're only saying is an is a an eight, but we'd like to see as a seven? How do we make those get there? That's what I, that's what we have to establish. Yeah, forget that duration. 
pretty much. You, that, you, those were a lot of that's what kind of a lot of the knocks mm-hmm. where where I was at. So you like you know what? But then it's like, because Anders and uh, see Don, and Roundtree specifically. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to steal. That's such a that's such a weird round. High damage, but is it that damaging? High dominance, without a doubt. Sure. Complete outclassing. But he's not following up. He's not following up at all. But I feel like that for that reason almost he shouldn't get a seven. Right. Yeah. Right? I'm agreeing yeah. on, on an eight. Duration has no bearing on the eight there. Yeah. So you could make the case, and and I I think it's sort of been explained to us too by other officials that like you know if you have dominance you probably have duration too, right? Not in, in this sense. No, no, though. no. In this, but like you could make it to say okay, to be as dominant as you need to be to get the D. There should at least be some form of duration in there. It doesn't have to be, you know, five minutes of it, but it should be a, a effort to sustain the, or not effort, but like actual resulting in sustained offense, as opposed to, you know, like we're saying here in the roundtree round, start and then kind of just stop and wait, you know, crack them one. That would almost make it harder for that to be considered overwhelming dominance because you'd have to factor in. How long is he dominant? Yeah, I think if we did something like that, I would, that would think I would rather them write that in in a to pertain to grappling specifically, okay, and and not so much striking because if you knock someone down four times in a round, you're outclassing them, you're dominant. Sure, I j- I really do want to find a way to get Mitchell, especially in that first round. That's I think that's the the one thing I would change is define what overwhelming grappling, overwhelming damage in a grappling sense is. Yeah. It would, it would that be doesn't nice end a fight. Be, yeah, I, I think that's that's the other thing too. Maybe if if the ten sevens and maybe the eight two could really just kind of better illustrate what what high damage in both grappling and striking phases are, or and the both in both the eight and the seven. The seven is it's much less clear. Or Scott, I, I would be I would be fine if they if they came out and wrote it is much easier to attain a ten seven through striking than it is grappling. Grappling, it's it's not going to happen. I don't think they'd get away with that, though. But I'm saying <laughs> there there has to be some because there is a bias towards striking. Sure. It, it, there is. It, it, it just does more damage just to the way things are. But that's why I say they should build in something so that allows for it. Yeah, you like could, if, yeah, you got to find what that is, though. Yeah. What is I, it? I think if, if you're starting to put in there, yeah. like it's, Let's say you get these multiple submission attempts that last for significant amounts of time. You're, you're seeing someone who appears to be on the verge of submitting. And they're stuck in there for a while, or, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just like it's really tight. You're seeing them absolutely go nuts in there, kind of like uh, you know the brief moment in round three of Volkanovski and, and Ortega, right? Where Ortega's like very, very not very, very, uh, or Ortega has Volkanovski in that nasty, nasty guillotine, right? Sick. That, that one in particular. <laughs> I feel like that's like ten seven level. Uh, a submission attempt when they're bucking and that's a, it's like technique out the window just pure just going crazy. will and yeah, strength yeah, yeah. let me get out like of that this. ought to at least be available to them yeah okay that that's you. still that's still short of it for that's rosa's case but rosa is is obviously he's defending like it, it's the absolute perfect way to defend it's like he's nailed it to a t really other than did. that he's still stuck in that very badly i i i i remember this and, and it brought back the memories of how uh, uh, defensively sound he was mm-hmm. while stuck in these positions. Yeah, um, I did want to mention, I said, this is why they stressed in these classes to us how important it was to understand submissions. Absolutely. And that's why we, that we drilled it. That was a huge, yeah. huge portion. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, missed that entire portion because I was sitting there doing other work, <laughs> <laughs> and which sucked. I really wanted to be a part of that. So you can know and when, because then they'll be like, oh, the fighter will be like, no, nah, I, w- I wasn't almost... Put to sleep 
And then like, oh, you're struggling there for a little yeah. bit. You're caught in a really deep head and arm. Granted, I at least have like, some grappling experience. Uh, you know, yeah. not, not everybody does, but I, I did. So there was something there. But it's yeah, it would have been nice to be able to participate like better like you guys did at the ABC. But nonetheless, I... I demonstrated enough to pass my class, so that was good. I think that's probably all the the changes I think we're going to get to this. I don't want to like drag this out and have it be an unfortunate list. No, the stuff, next but... next time we do this, I mean, we'll obviously in we'll ten hit, years, yeah, and we'll we'll hit notes throughout every show. <laughs> it's I'm true. sure, it's true. But uh, when we get a break and Scott has written the you know Scott's version <laughs> of the criteria, we'll, yeah. I'm sure we'll have that own show for that. We'll see, we'll see. Um. Yeah, let's wrap this 10-7 up and let's go over to uh, just really quick looking ahead to the return of the UFC schedule. Like I said, offseason's over. Yep. We're back at it. Uh, UFC Vegas 67. Yay. 67. Let's go. Uh, just two more and then we get 69. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum against Nasruddin Imavov. Mm-hmm. Middleweight headliner here. Um, Kind of just some fights. Kind of how it feels. Just a couple fights. Just some fights. Yeah. It's, it's, that's this card uh as as the uh the cme boys co-made event would say um uh, yeah i mean I'm, I'm interested in where this kind of can leave imovov is he is he going to be able to get past you know gatekeeper gasolum here or not i don't know it's not really intrigue i'm not really interested here it's just no. a, it's this it's, felt, you know it feels just... like a fight that would be like maybe like the one of the main fights on like a like the the espn prelims well the interest well that's what that's where the interest comes in this one it's like can Imbavov get past Gelsen? But is it it's enough, like, is it's, it it's enough to get you to tune in all night for it? But it's it's is what I'm saying. It's a tough test, though. We're That's gonna watch the interesting it, of course, portion. But yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't the, know. There's other fights. It's just like a blah main event. That's how I feel anyway. Okay. The, it being in Nevada, though, we should expect high level judging as we yes, tend we to should. Get. Yes, we um, should. Any other fights you want to see here? Yeah, uh, Umar um, Nurmagomedov versus. Did you say that name? I've never heard that name. Yeah, that's that's the way you say it. Oh. First, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this one correctly, Ronnie Barcellos. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, debating this before. Is it, is it Howie Barcellos or is it R- R- Ronnie Barcellos? I don't remember. I think it's Ronnie. Well, we'll find out, if, if, especially if Anik's on here. We'll definitely get the right one. Will Anik be on? That's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll he's going to wait a week to turn back. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want to see, actually, though. The, I'm going to uh, say he's not on because they're going to Brazil next week. That's say, true. I'm going to say no. That's true. Maybe he won't want to travel. I don't know. Um. But he also he hasn't done anything in a while. I mean, not that he hasn't done anything. He's been on his podcast, but yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't. He hasn't has. He's had a lighter schedule of travel. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll be like, yeah, I go to Vegas and then I go to Brazil. Who knows? Neither here nor there. I do also want to see, and I think you do too. Dan Ige against Damon Jackson at yep. 145. I like that fight. That's it's a good, a good fight. fight. This yeah. is also like a Justin fights, but I think it'd be really fun. Did, These are both fun. Did guys. Damon Jackson stick to his social media presence? I know he was like, I hate social media, but then he's like, I oh, better get into it though. That's how people are getting these fights. I don't remember. I don't know if he stuck around with it. I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> so social media sucks. Yeah, it, it, it does. <laughs> Just does. Um, yeah, that's. But that uh, that wraps us up. This was yeah. this was a long show for us. This obviously we had a lot of rounds and we had a lot of interesting discussion. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Um, yeah, probably we're probably like I said, we're not really going to be doing another one of these ten seven shows for a long time. You know, I think maybe what we can do is as as we see potential ten sevens, maybe we just kind of. In that episode, we devote just a little bit of time. It's not going to happen very often. Yeah, well, we covered them. We covered them. You just there's not going to have that many to cover again. Maybe you know what we should do every single time we get a unanimous ten eight because they're now so rare. Mm. I think it's like there were like ten last year in the UFC. So every time we get one, we should add that as its own section because that's not a contested round. It's unanimous. I'm with you. I like. We that. should just look at it and be like, can we talk about this as a seven? <laughs> 
let's do that. Let's add that. Let's add that. We'll add that. You know what we should we should call this section? Is this a seven? Is this a seven? I like it. It feels very Sesame Street. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. All right, that wraps up all the 10-7 talk. Fights are back this weekend. We'll be back again to break them all down. Contested rounds coming at you, and uh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great night.